listening to The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. Welcome to episode 98 of The Music Room. This episode is all about metacognition in the music room. So before we dive into the episode, I once again would like to apologize for those of you who are loyal podcast listeners. You may have been wondering why it has been a while since I podcasted. Still trying to get into the groove with this new job, so I apologize that it's been a little bit, but I am excited to dive into this topic today. So the reason I got interested in this topic of metacognition, which we'll talk about what that is in just a minute, is because I was doing a book study with the curriculum team at school, which is my team, called Cultures of Thinking. So the full title is Cultures of Thinking in Action, 10 Mindsets to Transform Our Teaching and Students' Learning. And this is by Ron Richard, Paul Bomer, et al. So we are doing this book study and the book is really a great read. It's a really great book to do a book study with. And each mindset is about just different ways that we can shift our thinking and shift our teaching. And intertwined in several of those mindsets was this idea of metacognition. So let's talk about what metacognition is. A definition that's often used for metacognition is thinking about thinking. So getting our students to think about their thinking in the music room. Why should we do that? Several studies have demonstrated how transformative metacognition can be. So I'll give you a few studies here. And the book that I just mentioned will be in the show notes. So if you go to my blog at aileensmusicroom.com and then click on podcast. So uh, one study by Chen Chavez and Gunderson revealed that by simply prompting students to contemplate their exam preparation strategies, like how they were going to prepare for an exam, their grades improved by a third, which is pretty powerful. Another study by Wang et al. found that students who exhibit strong metacognitive skills tend to excel academically and outperform their peers. And then another study by John Hattie showed that metacognition is one of the most effective teaching strategies. So those three studies alone are telling us that metacognition is really important. I'll be honest, in my music education studies and in my experience as a music teacher, this is not something I heard talked about a lot. So that's why I wanted to do this podcast episode to give you some like practical strategies to get students to think about their thinking. I did many, many years ago take a course about thinking routines, about the book Making Thinking Visible, which I can also link to in the show notes. And that was actually taught by my now boss. <laughs> and it was a really great course. But it's it's really something that like you might hear some strategies that you'd like to try. But like, honestly, in my experience, unless I just go and really try them out and really make them part of my practice, it it can become one of those things that like, you know you probably should do, but you just don't get around to. So I want to share some good strategies for metacognition today. So strategy number one is to use thinking routines. So Project Zero, if you've ever heard of Project Zero, has made this really easy. I'm gonna link to their site in the show notes, and they have several different thinking routines that work really well. So this could be like, maybe you've just listened to a piece of music and then you do a thinking routine to get students to think about the listening or it could be 
they just learned about composer and then you do a thinking routine. Or it could be they've just learned a new rhythmic concept and they do a thinking routine. So if you go, I'm actually gonna go to Project Zero right now just so I can kind of um, talk you through the way that it's set up and a sample thinking routine. So when you go to the website, when you click that link, it has several different categories of thinking routines. So if I click, I'm gonna click digging deeper into ideas. And then there are several different thinking routines here that you will see. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna click creative hunt. And once you click it, you have to click again. So under where it says resource links, you'll have to click again. And then it will outline the thinking routine. This is one that I haven't used, so it's new to me. So the key prompts for this one is, what's the main purpose here? What are the parts and their purposes? Which are especially smart or creative? And who is the audience for this? So let's say you're listening to a piece of music. Let's say you listen to In the Hall of the Mountain King and you have them watch a symphony orchestra play it. And then you ask, what's the main purpose here? Which could be like, what's the main purpose of this performance? What's the main purpose of this piece of music, right? And then if you ask, what are the parts and their purposes? That could be interpreted several different ways. Like what are the parts of the orchestra? What are the parts of the piece of music, right? And then, which are especially smart or creative? So which part of this piece of music seems especially smart or creative to you? Like that's such a big question, right? And you'll get so many interesting answers. Like in, in my experience doing something like this, often the students come up with something that is pleasantly surprising and creative and interesting to me, you know? And then who is the audience for this? This is a perfect question for a piece of music, right? Who is the audience for this piece of music? So that's just one example. Let's say I go back, go back here, and I'm gonna do core thinking routines instead. And now some of these I actually have used. So I used to think, now I think, I've actually used this in a session, like or in a workshop. So I recently presented a workshop in Fargo about manipulatives in the music room. I think I did this before break, so we had like a couple hours of the workshop, and then I led them through, I used to think, now I think. So it truly is, Think about what you used to think like before you came to this workshop. So with students, it could be like, I used to think before I heard this piece of music or I used to think before I played ukulele, right? You can just write there. You can have them do a turn and talk where they turn to an individual student, uh, someone next to them and talk, or you could just write their answers on the board. And then the next prompt is now I think. When I did the workshop, it was really cool because it was like, I used to think that I had to spend a lot of time creating manipulatives in the music room. I used to think that it was just one more thing. I used to think that I didn't have enough time for this, right? Stuff like that. And then now I think was like, now I think that I could just create a few sets of manipulatives and start there, right? Now I think I'm already doing this I just need to be more intentional about it, right? That's the kind of answers that I got at the workshop, but with students, it might be for ukulele. Like, I used to think that I would never be able to learn how to play ukulele. I used to think that it seemed really complicated, right? Now I think I know a few chords and I can play along with some songs, right? So it's kind of like some empowerment too because they're able to reflect on what they're now able to do. So those are just a couple examples of thinking routines on the Project Zero website, but it is such an amazing resource. I've used it for teaching. I've used it for presenting. It really gets students and teachers 
to really think about their thinking, which is what we're talking about today. And it's just, it's they're really powerful. I did a thinking routine uh, with this folk song project that I was doing with my friend Megan. With fourth grade, we were having students think about songs that they've learned from their families or their friends. And then uh, they did some brainstorming around that. They learned about what a folk song was. And I have, I can link to a really great resource we used as like inspiration for this. It, I think the book is called Family Folk Song Project. So I can link to that in the show notes too. But then all of the students performed, like they shared their folk songs and talked about, you know, kind of the history of the folk song and how they learned them. And then I did the thinking routine with them. So the thinking routine that I did at the end of this project is also from Project Zero. It's called See, Think, Wonder. And I actually changed it to Hear, Think, Wonder. So the prompts are, what do you see? And in this case, I changed it to, what do you hear? What do you think about that? What does it make you wonder? So after everybody shared their folk songs, I asked, what did you hear? What did you think about that? What did it make you wonder? Such great thoughts from the students. The first thought I had for what did it make you wonder was, I wonder how long these songs have been in the world. And I just loved that thought. It's such a big thought, you know? I wonder that too, you know? Again, just a really great way to get students to think about their thinking. All right, so a second idea for getting students to think about their thinking is really to think about your questioning. So often, and they talked about this in the book, in the Cultures of Thinking book, so often our questioning is really like asking yes-no questions or asking questions that have a definitive answer. But it's really good for us to really think about our questioning and ask questions that maybe don't have a right answer, which like the thinking routines could fit that bill, right? So what do you wonder doesn't have a yes or no or a definitive answer. One question that I think is such a great question to ask and I think can really evoke some great conversations is what makes you say that? So if a student says something that's really interesting or Maybe this student says something that's maybe like a little bit could evoke some emotions, good or bad, right? Something that is a little bit emotional or maybe some something that some of the students would disagree with. You could ask, what makes you say that? Especially it could be something that like you truly don't know where they're going with it. Or it could be something that you just, you know, that they have offered something interesting and deep and you want them to expound further on that. What makes you say that? So really just thinking about, I think it would be helpful as a teacher to really like just monitor yourself and think about, I'm guessing you ask a lot of questions in every lesson, right? But think about as you're asking those questions, does this question have a yes or no answer? Or does the question have like a definitive answer? Or does it have more than one answer? And try to ask more questions that have more than one answer. And what makes you say that is a great start. All right, and then just one more strategy for you today for metacognition in the music room is to have students make goals. So this could really work well at the start of an instrumental unit like ukulele, like recorder. If you teach band, this could be great, but it could work in a variety of situations. Those are just ones that I think come to me as really easy ways to start something like this. So you could simply have students like make three goals for you know whatever unit you're working on you could also do smart goals so if you've heard of smart goals smart stands for specific measurable achievable relevant and time bound so you could have students make a specific goal like let's say we're talking about ukulele specific might be 
I would like to learn three chords. Measurable is, you know, I would like to be able to play a song with those three chords and be in time, right? Achievable could be like a song that's attainable, right? A song that, you know, doesn't have a bunch of hard chords to it. Relevant could be, it. this is my favorite song right now. This is how it's relevant to my life. And time bound could be, I would like to do this after three months of playing ukulele in music class or something like that, right? I mean, I can link to a article about how to write SMART goals because they might have better examples than what I just gave. But just to kind of get you thinking about that, you could simply have a worksheet where you label each of those and have them write a specific goal as it pertains to whatever you're working on with them. But again, you're getting them to think about their musicianship instead of just, let's do this, right? Let's play the C major chord. It's like, well, what would you like to do with this? You know, you're really getting them to think about it, which can improve their learning. All right, so those are my three strategies. Number one, thinking routines. Number two, really thinking about your questioning. And number three, having students make goals. All right, we're gonna talk about what I'm consuming. All right, so since we were just doing some deep thinking in this podcast episode, I'm going to share something that does not require deep thinking, but is just super fun, and that is The Golden Bachelor. (laughs) I don't know how many of you have watched this, but it's been really fun to watch. The reason that I love it is because the women... And, you know, a lot of the women are like in their 60s and 70s, and they are so nice to each other. I've watched several uh, seasons of The Bachelor, obviously with younger women, and that is not always the case that the women are nice to each other. So it was so nice to see these older women just being so nice to each other. I just, I loved that. It, It was just, it was heartwarming. So it has ended now. So if you're gonna watch it, just try not to like catch any spoilers. <laughs> but um, I have Hulu, and I, you know, it's on maybe ABC, I think. But um, I catch them on Hulu afterwards. So if you have Hulu, you can go ahead and and catch that. It's just it's fun, and it's sometimes I like watching shows like that because I don't have to think too much. And after you've been thinking hard all day, it's kind of nice to have that brain break. <laughs> Adults need brain breaks too, right? All right. And um, I want you to check out the show notes because we just talked about the SMART goals and I actually have a SMART goal worksheet that I'm including in the show notes so that instead of you having to make a worksheet from scratch, you can go ahead and sign up to receive that worksheet and get that delivered to your inbox so that you can use it with your students. I hope that's been helpful and I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. Thank you.